Today, I'm super excited to announce my guest. He's a former Florida State Seminole, former Buffalo Bills DB, and one of the best defensive safeties available in free agency right now, guys. These teams got to come calling. Jawan Harley, how's it going, my guy? How's it going good, Michael? I mean, what you just said, like you just blowing smoke right now. You're being a little too. Are <laughs> <laughs> you hyping me up, man? <laughs> hey, got to, got to, bro. Because, you know, you know, back in high school, bro, you were a four-star recruit coming out of high school by Rivals.com. Um, you know, James S. Rickards High School back in 2009. Um, so it kind of leads me to ask, you know, what was kind of your decision to go to Florida State over other offers that I'm sure you had plenty of? Yeah, man. You know, my, my high school journey is, like, crazy. Like, my, um, what, junior year, I, I didn't play a broken foot. Like, I was literally, like, top ten in the nation, but it yeah. dropped because of that. You know, it was crazy. But uh, I told Florida State, you know, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida, so it's right there, hometown guy, you know. But I saw it's a better opportunity for me to uh, start right away. Uh, but I ran into some health issues with, uh, you know, some uh, swollen kidneys and stuff. But uh, besides that, man, I mean, Florida State was a place for me. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big, I'm a big Florida State fan, so, you know, it's okay. always cool to have a Florida State you know, former former Noel on the show, you know. But uh, so you spent that 2009 to 2010 season at FSU and you transferred to Middle Tennessee State. Um, what led up to that decision? And then how do you feel transferring helped you showcase your talents a bit more? Well, uh, of course, the head coach was Bobby Bowen's, like, first all-star quarterback, if you look at it. You know, if he didn't blow his knee out, he'd probably been his first uh, quarterback to take him to a bowl and, you know, win a uh, – I mean, go to the NFL. Um, Coach Rich stopped still. So, uh, you know, that was a big influence right there. Uh, Middle Tennessee, Murfreesboro has a lot of ties to Florida State. Uh, a lot of people go to uh, graduate school to at Florida State or vice versa. So, uh, I mean, it was just the place for me to go. And, you know, D1, D1, a lot of guys can get opportunities. So I just feel like it was just a great opportunity to do. Yeah. So what's kind of like that transferring process? Like you just kind of like put your name in the transfer portal and teams come calling kind of like in high school or, or what's that process kind of like? It's real tough. Like people don't understand it's real tough. Cause first the team have to grant you <laughs> the teams you want to uh, go to. So right. when I came out, I said um, my first schools were Alabama, uh, it was Alabama, Georgia, West Virginia. I came in the rest in Tennessee, but um, first of all, you can't go anywhere within the conference, of course. But however, if the head coach or the staff that's over it, if they don't grant you the access to go to the schools, you have to swipe them off the list and go elsewhere. So you're really not in control at all. You're just hoping that you get granted to the school you want to go to. That's crazy. I feel like a lot of people at home don't really know that about the transfer process. They're all like, oh, bro, just come to my school real quick. But, like, it ain't that easy, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, following your junior season at Middle Tennessee State, you had a big year. Uh, you decided to declare for the 2013 NFL draft. What led to that decision? And then looking back on it, do you kind of wish you would have stayed in college for that extra year? Or kind of what was your mindset looking back on it? Looking back on it, I had to get out. Um, simply because I don't know if you read stories or not, but my – coaches I mean it was crazy I didn't start I started with eight games but I never finished the entire game so those stats right there are basically all maybe two and a half three quarters of playing you know uh, I was really going through things there I win uh, like player of the week or get some type of award but the coach will never acknowledge it um I get told by the coach like one game I remember off head it was uh North Texas I had 14 tackles and interception and um he said um we came into the game saying you're the weakest link. 
Uh, I remember when I won Sun Belt uh, Player of the Week. Um, after I won, coach came to me and said, um, oh, you thank you somebody now? You thank you to Sugar Honey IC? And that's right before practice, like, we're going over things. And I'm like, wow. You know, it, it was just crazy. Like, the entire time I was there, I really felt picked on. And that's why my uh, stint there was short. I wanted to come back. But I knew if I stayed, I wouldn't touch the field anymore. They would want to play the guy they wanted to play, who eventually got in trouble and couldn't play at all. So I just took my chances. I just, I'm the type of guy believing myself, and I rolled the dice. That's crazy, bro. Why do you think? Why do you think they was treating you like that, bro? Like, I mean, obviously you was doing everything right on the field. I'm sure you're doing everything right off the field. You know, you're a smart guy. I, I saw all of that. I didn't. I did not know about all the coaches' situations. So why? Do, why do you think they were treating you like that, bro? Well, the guy that recruited me, he left. All right. So people gotta understand that. So whoever yeah. brings you in, that's who you're really gonna be ties with. So once he left, the guy that the safety coach wanted, he was recruited by. He recruited that guy. So he really wanted this guy. He was like, you need to do it like this. You need to do it like this, you know. So it was so crazy. I felt that entire time. Like, I, I'm going to go back to I have so many stories. Uh, the first game of the season, we was playing. And my dad came to see me um, play. My dad and my mom, you know, he passed two years ago. But uh, he um, had a health issue, and he almost died at the game. I remember it was like yesterday. Jesus. All right? So me and him is so close. I remember on the field, I felt pain in my chest. I felt pain for no reason. I couldn't breathe in the middle of a play. And I'm trying to, like, wondering what's going on, just feeling weird. So after the game, um, it told me I had to rush to the hospital or whatnot. I went to the hospital, changed clothes quick, went there. We had practice the next day. And I remember I came to practice. I mean, I'm sluggish. I mean, I'm up all night crying, you know, trying to be with my dad and everything. Uh, he survived it. Uh, but, however, the head coach said, you should have got some sleep last night. You should have got. You should have went home and went to sleep. You know, and I'm like, yo, you just – my dad, you know, and the coach, the, the safety coach giving me hell. So you need to focus, you need to focus. And I'm like, wow. So y'all don't care about my pops. Pops could have passed the game they came up here to see driving from Florida. So right then I knew that it was going to be hell for me the entire season. Yeah, bro. There's like a fine line between, you know, trying to get competitive nature out of your players and just being a dick. So it looks <laughs> like they were on the, the latter side of that one. But, uh, you know, so you ended up, you know, going undrafted. Uh, you spent mini camp with the Seahawks. You spent some time with the 49ers. You went over to the IFL, tried to get some film out there. Um, like, how desperate were you to get, like, an NFL opportunity, really showcase your talent? So you had a couple tough breaks, you know, on some talented teams. So kind of what was, like, your mindset right after college? And then kind of, uh, you know, how did you grow off of your experiences with those teams and take it to other teams? Oh, man, you know, you just – it was tough. I mean, it's a lot of times, I'm going to be honest, I wanted to give up. And actually, yeah. I did. Uh, San Fran, right then, I remember, I'm in my room, turned the lights off. I mean, I was in there probably like three days straight, not eating, nothing. And my dad just busted in and said, get your butt up. You're not going to pout. You're gonna, you, you are going to make this a stepping stone. You're not going to make this a pity party. So that's exactly what happened. He took me to the track and introduced me to the workouts that I do to this day that's brought me where I'm at now. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Some type of way I'm going to get a breakthrough. I'm going to get something. I'm going to scratch the surface. Uh, but the craziest thing is to go back to it, you'll, you'll be amazed. Once I went through all this, I found out later on down the road because I had an amazing pro day. I mean, it was crazy. And I found out from scouts later on down the road a couple of years later that uh, I was thrown under the bus. So I was supposed to be in Of course, bro. Adversity, bro. 
adversity, bro. Hey, it's molded you to the man you are today, bro. But uh, so I kind of, I know you don't shy away from telling this story. I've read it. You know, it's a really crazy, interesting story. Much like many people have on my podcast, bro. You were at, you were working at Walmart, bro. Toy section, bro. Toy section of Walmart, trying to make ends meet. You know, the Buffalo Bills, they sent you a call, bro. What was that moment like? I, I've kind of read it. I know the answer, but just kind of go over it with us. Oh, man. Um, that, that moment right there has set me up for the moment that's coming. So I'm in manifestation. So, but yeah, I, I'm working at Walmart, man, you know, trying to make ends meet. Like I, I slept in my car for, to get extra shifts. You know, uh, I couldn't get to the gym. I didn't have money cause I'm paying bills and stuff. So I would literally go lift the heaviest toy box in the back and use that as a weight prop. I go to the exercise area, sports area, get some dumbbells. So I do something like that. Doing my break, I go outside, I run around um, the parking lot. I mean, I'm doing everything you can to stay in shape. So the ironic thing is, I remember it was the end of the year around Christmas time. All right, so that's 2013. And I told them, I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm uh, putting my two weeks nose in. They said, you're getting a raise, man. You got me $8 an hour. I'm like, well, it's okay. I, I have a dream I'm going to go for. And when I left, I told myself, you are going to get signed. Be ready. So I put it all, put my chips in. And believe it or not, I think it was like three weeks later, I got a, no, two weeks later, I got a call from the CFL. People don't know this part. Uh, Dropping um, some tea on the show real quick. Right, yeah. The TK. <laughs> cats called me up. And they said, we want to bring you in for a workout. We want to sign you, but we want to go ahead and bring you in. And then I believe it was a Wednesday. They said, uh, it's a snowstorm. We got to cancel. Damn. Next thing you know, Two days later, I'm outside working out, and I get a phone call from Buffalo Bills. So they call, and it says Buffalo Bills. Uh, they say, hey, Juwan, this is Buffalo Bills. Uh, wondering, are you still interested in being an NFL player? I said, yes, this is Juwan Harley, but stop playing on my phone. Hung up on him. Ran the instant. I said, I said man, no, stop playing games, man. So I go back doing my drills, and a couple seconds later, I get a phone call. I said, don't hang up. This is the Buffalo Bills. You are, we are interested in you. Are you willing to accept this offer? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So... They called me up and um, had a great workout and got signed on my birthday. <laughs> that's that's crazy, bro. That's a great birthday present right there. Uh, so, yeah, what was it like kind of like trying to – getting that like NFL experience lifestyle for an extended period of time? I know you spent spent several months in Buffalo, which I don't live far from. You know, Buffalo is a great, great little city there. But uh, what was that kind of like? And then, um, you know, what did you learn from like other guys? Like what kind of guys kind of helped you, mentored you when you were there? Go ahead and give us some some cool stories about that. Oh man, it was it was a great experience. You know, um, it it surprised me in a way, and the way I say that is, when I was in college, you know, I was called pretty much dumb. All right, by the coaches, not players, coaches. All right, they would say I was athletic, but I had no IQ. All right, to just go to elaborate on that, when we had a spring, everybody has a spring. I won the Most Outstanding Player Award. And after that, my coach told me, I'm going to break you. You're going to play how I want you to play. So to fast forward, I went in like, okay, great. I made it. I basically did the physical attribute. They loved it. But am I really smart? And that's when I really had to tap into myself and say, you know what? Do not let that stigma of them trying to sprinkle on you uh, manifest. Uh, what I learned, the experience I learned and the stories I learned, from that is I belong and players told me that you belong 
I didn't realize how smart I was until players came to me to ask me to teach them the playbook. Uh, I mastered the playbook, man. Um, this playbook that is ran now is Philadelphia Eagles playbook, uh, Coach Schwartz. 57 defense, not an easy defense to learn. You have to know a lot of checks at safety. That's why Michael uh, Malcolm Jenkins is great. Um, but, yeah, man, um, I remember A.J. Williams, safety was there, uh, asking me for tilts. We bonded. You know, Coach Dunning Henderson, uh, who's DB coach there at the time, you know, great guy, I still communicate with him. He really embraced me and told me, you belong. And we hugged, and, you know, he just told me to keep grinding. But what I really learned was what my coaches at MTSU and those that were at Florida State, what they tried to tell me what I was, I showed them what I really am. And what I take from them is that, um, and tell everybody, whatever someone tried to t- uh, put on you, a label, break that label. Show them who you are. Create your narrative. Write your own story. Don't let no one write your story for you. Yeah, facts, bro. Keep that same energy, bro. You can you can carry that same energy into anything, though. That's the great part, bro. You don't have to be an athlete to carry that same energy, bro. Like, if you're right. bagging groceries, bro, be the best fucking bag grocery bagger there is. You feel me? Like, just keep that Absolutely. same energy, bro. Um, so kind of want to know who's the best athlete in your entire life bro best athlete you've ever played with and then the best you've ever played against you can take it back to high school little gritters bro florida state middle tennessee buffalo green bay san fran seattle bro. any of them hit us with okay it. okay i will man wow i'm gonna go back to uh, high school i'm gonna go back to high school and they are from my city tallahassee uh Willie Downs. Uh, he was a Florida State recruit, same time as me. Uh, Willie, very talented guy, man. I mean, punt, routes as a receiver, play safety, uh, throw a little quarterback. I mean, you name it. You know, um, unfortunately, to the wrong route in life. Um, another guy, British Footman, a Florida State commitment out of Tallahassee. Both of you guys from um, uh, Gabby High in Tallahassee. And, I mean, outstanding running back. I mean, he did moves. I mean, just silky smooth. I mean, just awesome. In high school, I think it was like two, two oh five. I mean, electric. Uh, I say those two guys right there had me in like when I was on the field with them. I'm like, wow, like these guys are legit. So those two guys right there. Yeah, bro, for sure. Um, so you know, you're currently NFL, CFL, all the leagues, free agent, bro. Uh, what do you bring to any team who wants to give you a chance? What, what's that mentality you're about to bring? I think we already kind of tapped into it a little bit. But uh, what, do you, what like, skill set do you think you bring to a team that maybe a different player doesn't bring? Uh, if you sum up my whole life, it's, it's hunger. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of guys, I don't play for the money. As you can see my story, I, I, I still post to get checks, like a $50 check playing a game. I played for $200. I paid for free. I mean – I love the game, you know, passion. You know, you, you cannot outbeat no one who's, who's passionate about what they do. You just can't. And that's what I bring, that's what I bring man, versatility. Uh, I play multiple positions. Any position you want me at, I can play nickels, slot, uh, linebacker, safety, corner, whatever it is. But the most important is passion. You know, right now, I believe not just in, in sports, but in life. Right now, we need a fire lit. There's so much going on. It's so much darkness. need a light. And I feel like what I bring is that light of passion. Yeah, for sure. 
Who's been like your biggest motivation, whether it's been through your football career, whether it's in your next journey in life, whether it's like right now when you're still like grinding, uh, trying to get it signed, who's been like your biggest inspiration? Who do you lean on? Who's your rock? Kind of, kind of shout out, shout out the fam real quick. Whoever you're, everybody, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm going to start off with uh, my mother and father. Uh, Without them, there's no me. And I'm just that type of guy. Uh, My dad, he suffered from a uh, lung disease that he got at work for 17 years. Uh, he was an HVAC and he inhaled his asbestos. Uh, it was an explosion. And the doctors told him that he had to get this transplant, which only guarantees, I believe, like five years. You're not guaranteed five years. And you don't get two in your lifetime. So maybe he got 10 years with it. This guy fought for 17 years, never complained. Continued to push and grind to provide for his family until he, until he was tired. My mom. Uh, eight months after that, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she beat that, you know. So those two right there motivate me, inspired me to keep going no matter what, you know, realizing the purpose is always bigger than you. And finally, my wife, you know, each and every day she tells me to keep going. She said you can do it. Now, when you got that in your corner and, and encouraging you you and see it, she, I mean, she see more than me than I see myself. And, and I mean, those three right there, that triangle right there, that, they really – keeps me going keeps me motivated and uh just make me want to keep going harder facts bro that last one bro i know my girl she motivates me all the time to keep that grind going too we're getting married next october so that's gonna be lit super excited for that appreciate it appreciate it but uh one last question for you bro uh any advice to the young athletes out there trying to get to the same level as you you know maybe maybe losing faith that their chances may not be you know come into fruition stuff like that kind of just kind of motivate them real quick give them give them a little a little rundown a little lesson real quick well always say i was taught always uh find someone that has a similar story to you do your research um i didn't have no one as an example but i seen stories like for instance james harrison how he was cut multiple times and continue to persevere to get his dream so what i tell the young guys is don't give up. Maybe it's not your time. In life, people say, all right, at five years, this need to happen. At 10 years, this need to happen. But you got to realize, you may not be the five mark for you, five-year mark for you. It may be six or seven. It may not be 10 years, maybe nine, 11, 13, something different. You know, even though your time is not in that present moment, doesn't mean it's not coming. You know, just because it's eight o'clock now doesn't mean that it's not going to become nine o'clock. You know, you just have to keep going around each and every second minute believing in yourself and the main thing just just continue to believe in yourself focus on your why why are you doing it? your why should generate you and that's what it done to me i know my why i know the purpose of me going through this is bigger than me it's for the next person behind me and i'm like hey check this out i did it you could do it too and you know and, and that's how you gotta look at it take the selfishness out come unselfish and realize that you can get through it you just gotta continue to believe for sure Jawan Harley, ladies and gentlemen, make sure y'all check my boy out. He's still on that grind. Hopefully you get on a roster here soon, bro. You deserve a shot, another shot. And let's get you, let's get you some exposure, bro. Let's get you on our team. <laughs> oh, before, before we cut this off, yeah. man, I want to let others know, um, like this, this right here, and, and this, I'm speaking to those who don't have an agent or have an agent, because I never had an agent at all. All this has been from the muscle, handwriting letters to the NFL team, writing letters, DMing email everything you think of i right now am the only professional player to do that with 12 professional contracts negotiating and signing 
as NFL, CFL, AFL, IFL, NAL, and I was able to get on the SFL supplemental draft. So almost got signed there if COVID didn't come. With that being said, what I'm saying is you can do it, all right? You have to just continue to be that squeaky wheel. Believe in yourself. Like I said, I have no agent, never had it, but I constantly believe in myself. That's what you got to do. It starts from within. Whatever you do, it starts with um, within, and you have to stay motivated. That's awesome. That that makes the story even better. So, like I said, guys, Jawan, hardly everybody, he's just grinding out here, bro, handwriting letters to NFL teams, all the good stuff. Thanks for coming on the show today, brother. I can't wait to tune in, and uh, let's get you signed, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, bro. Have a good day. All right. Bless up. Bless.